Good morning, ladies. It's so nice to be with you this morning. I am very nervous because I'm not used to doing this, okay? Um, I feel like I'm pretty good at being a mother, but not used to speaking uh, to, to lovely ladies as you are. Um, just to get started this morning, I was late. I didn't get here till 9.30. And it wasn't because I had children to get ready. It was because people are slow coming from Owendaw, and they just take their own sweet time. And I don't know why it was um, – this is a little too close. Um, I don't know why um, they decide to get on the road when I'm trying and run a little bit late. Uh, but I got behind these slowest people, and they all decided to go down Long Point Road. So, But I'd like to get started with giving a little gift to the first mother that was here. So if you were the first one here this morning, would you please raise your hand? First, uh, okay. How about, how about a young, a, a young first-time mom? First-time mom that was here on time. On time. Okay. I've got uh, several little things that I'm going to be giving out today, but um, I tried to think of things that I love to have as a mother. Just sometimes we need a little pick-me-up, right? And uh, because days can get very long and very frustrating. And so one of the first things I want to give out is truffles from Coastal Cupboard and a Uh, I want to get started in just telling you a little bit more about myself. Um, I'm married to Reg Christopher, and you've probably heard his name because he is the chairperson for the building uh, that is being built behind us. So uh, many of his Monday nights are spent here at the church working through all the details to get this, this building built. Uh, we have been members here at ECBC for 28 years. And uh, we moved here not knowing anyone. And if that has been your case, the best thing for, that I can tell you to do is get in um, a good ladies group um, with believers and um, look to them to help you in, in any situations that you go through. Um, as Allison was telling you, I have uh, four children. Will is 26. Um, he's married to Sarah Henderson, which is Dean Henderson's daughter, the, our minister of music. And they had a precious little baby uh, two weeks ago Saturday, and so which made me a first-time grandmother. For, and it's just been the best feeling in the world. Uh, my daughter is 23, Maggie. She graduated from Campbell University, and she played softball. So this is our first year of having a spring that we get to do things other than go travel all over the place to watch her play ball. We will miss it, but um, there's other things that are demanding of our time. And then, as Allison said, Sarah Kim and Ellie, who are seniors here at PCA, they're 17 years old. Um, God has truly blessed me with um, four wonderful children. They're not perfect, as, um, as I will tell you throughout uh, my, my talk, but they're, they're good children who love the Lord. And um, that just does my heart good to know that they are walking in the way of the Lord. Um, I want to start with you by when I was young, and I'm sure you were this way, you always wanted to be have that fairy tale wedding. And you dreamed of being a mother, or I did. I would love my baby dolls. I would have, you know, 
10 baby dolls that I would just love taking care of. That did not mean that I wanted 10 children. But um, my husband and I dated for um, six years before we did get married, and we never really discussed how many children we wanted to have. Um, we uh, had Will two years after we got married, and being a first-time mom was hard because you don't know what you're doing. I was scared to death. Uh, then number two came along uh, three years later and felt like I knew kind of what I was doing. But then one day, one summer, sitting at the lunch table, my children both wanted to pray for, say the blessing for our meal, and which was very unusual, but I said, you know, I'll go with it. Well, Maggie, who was, um, I think she was three at the time, she said, God, give my mom two twin boys. Kind of looked over, and I said, "That's Maggie. If you knew Maggie, you would you would understand." Then Will said, "Lord, if it's your will, please bless my mom with two twin boys. With, with twin boys, he didn't say two. He said twin boys." So I stopped the prayer right there, and I said, "Absolutely not." I said, um, "I cannot handle twins." And I would not be able to play ball with you, Will. Maggie, we wouldn't be able to go and do all this stuff. Stop the pray. I said, where did this come from? And they said, well, Daddy takes us every night into a closet, and we pray for twin boys. What do you say to that? But um, months later, we found out we were expecting and just the, the events that led up to it, um, the Saturday before I had my first doctor's appointment, we ended up buying a Suburban. We just were just looking at cars. We had no idea that we wanted to buy anything. We were just looking. We walked out with a Suburban. Didn't think anything about it, but that Thursday I went in into the doctor's appointment, and the doctor couldn't find the heartbeat, and she said, mm, you're... you're I think you're farther along. She said, we should be fine in a heartbeat. Let's let's do an ultrasound. So sure enough, they did the ultrasound. And she said, oh, oh. I'm like, she said, see what we got here? We got a little heartbeat. But look over here. And I said, well, what's that? And she said, well, that's another little heartbeat. And I said, well, what does this mean? She said, you're going to have twins. I screamed. I literally screamed out and started crying. And she said, she grabbed my hand. She said, what can I do for you? What, you know, do you have any questions? And I said, yes. I said, what am I going to tell my mom and my daddy? <laughs> they always thought, you know, two children were enough. And the third child was pushing it, even though they did have three children. But so um, she said, do you mind if I go get Reg and Maggie and bring them in? And I said, sure. Brought him in. I was just crying, and she told him it was tears of joy. It was tears of, I don't know what I'm going to do <laughs> with twins. Um, so they showed them there was a little party going on in the room without me. But all that to say is, at that point, God taught me then and there that I have no control over my life. He's the one in complete control. And after telling my children I couldn't handle twins, evidently the Lord knew that I could. So 17 years later, I'm still standing. I did it. And um, I, I just, I know that um, they added several years to my father's life. 
So I, I look at, at that as being a, a huge blessing. Um, so the lesson in this is God always hears the prayers of children. So listen to the prayers of your children because he will answer those prayers. Um, but today um, I'm going to uh, talk to you about who we are as mothers and um, the finding the joy in our calling as mothers. And I'm going to go through the different stages of, of childhood. And I'm going to give you a, some examples of, of what has happened in my life and, and um, how you find joy in those, in those difficult moments. Being a mother, as most of you know, it's a very demanding job. And um, there's no days off, and the pay is not that wonderful, but it truly is a, a very rewarding time. It's a, a rewarding job. I believe that um, being a mother is a divinely appointed ministry. Um, and uh, Buster said a couple of Sundays ago, he was talking about how he used to hear people talk about having, um, oh, that person's a godly, godly man or um, a godly woman. And, you know, it's true. I used to hear people talk about my grandmother as being a godly mother. So I always wonder, what was a godly mother? And I found um, a, a definition in a book that Dorothy Patterson wrote. And it says, she is one who loves the Lord her God with all her heart, soul, mind, and strength, and passionately, consistently, and unrelentingly teaches her children to do the same. Um, we need to teach our children God's word, and we need to pray with them, and they need to hear us praying for them. And the most important thing, I think, is to never give up on them. And more about that as we get through a, a, as we get to another stage. But um, you ask yourself, well, how how do you do this? What does it look like? Well, in Scripture, we it says in Deuteronomy six seven that you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your home, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And um, Thinking back of the early years when, especially with Will and Maggie, there was not a time when we didn't get in the car that I didn't, I had this little cassette tape, and it was Hide Them in Your Heart. Has any of you, have you heard of those? It's scripture put to song. If you can find those anywhere, I encourage you to get them, because to, to this day, I still sing those little songs. Um, it's ones about grumbling and complaining. I sang that all the time when when the children were little about cleaning up their rooms. Um, but um, that just use that time that you have in the car. Put your phones away and even turn the music off sometime and just talk to your child, especially as they get a little older. Because they need to know that you are listening to them. And that's the key word, listen to your children. Don't, uh, you know, being a mom, you have all these things running through your mind. Okay, what am I going to fix for dinner? Oh, I got to get, um, I got to get him to soccer practice or baseball practice or, or whatever. And we don't really listen to our children. And um, 
that is one thing, I think the best thing that we can do for them besides sharing the word and, and praying with them is truly listening to our, to our children. When, when my children were um, younger, I had quiet times, but they weren't truly quiet times. It was just reading a little bit of scripture and, and praying quickly and then moving on throughout my day. But one day I heard someone say, it is better to be sleep-deprived than God-deprived. And that really stuck with me. And so I just asked the Lord, I said, what, what do you want me to do? And I started getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I still do that to this day, and I have my quiet time. And I, I read the Word, and I, I pray, and... I have some different ways that I pray. Um, one way is, um, especially, how many of you get tons and tons of Christmas cards? You know, I get a lot of them. And what I do is I put them in alphabetical order. And every Tuesday, I pray for one of those families. And um, along with, with, with my family and my children. Um, so that is very important. And another thing is for your children to know that you're in the Word. Um, and me getting up that early, I did it on purpose because I don't like to be able to look out the window and see something going on that will get my attention, and I don't like the phone ringing to mess up my time, but it's quiet. It's dark. It's quiet, and I look forward to it each and every day. I highly encourage you to do that because it's just it's so important. One day, uh, Maggie was small, and I was, we were in another house, and I, in, in the house I'm in now, I do, I have my quiet time, just, I, I choose different areas in my home, but I had this one certain place that I sat, it was on my sofa, and I was in there having a quiet time, and I hear little feet coming down the stairs, I'm like, oh goodness, they're going to mess up my time, and Maggie came in, and she just sat beside me, and I just, I didn't acknowledge her. I just wanted to see what she was going to do. And she sat there for a few minutes, and she got up. She ran back upstairs. I said, oh, she's going to sleep. This is good. She comes back down. She has her little Bible in her hand with a pen or a pencil or something and a notebook. And she went in the kitchen, and she got her a little cup. And she came and sat beside me. And she sat, she couldn't read at the time. I don't think she could read. But anyway, she was, she was just flipping through her Bible. And then she would just scribble something on her sheet of paper. And I said, you know, this is cool. This is really cool. And that's where it all began. It's just, it, it, it just fills your heart with such joy just to see your children wanting to do what you're doing. And um, more on her later on and, and how God has, has worked in her life. But um, starting early in the morning, I would highly recommend it. I love to sleep. I love to sleep. But there's nothing better than that quiet time with God. And I can say that it's gotten longer as the children have, um, have gotten older because I just find there's just so much I want to read. I, I find myself reading. I've read through the Bible several times during the year. That's good. Um, one of the little 
gifts that I'm going to give is a book on um, the songs of Jesus, and it's a um, a psalm a day. Well, reading a portion of a psalm a day takes you through the whole psalms in a whole year, and it's a devotional book. and And I've just gotten that, and it is so good. And I just would love to share that with one of you. Um, but then my prayer time, sometimes, you know, my husband now gets up a little earlier, and with having my daughter living back at home, she gets up early to go to work. So it kind of, if I can get everything read before they get up, is good. Um, if not, it carries over till after the girls leave to, to come to school. But it's a precious time, and it's so important. Um, I've gotten ahead of myself. Um, the reason, um, another thing that I've found, and if you have young children, and they may have it in the um, library here, it's the Donut Man. Those are so cute, those little videos. And, and it's just all about singing about Jesus. And, and the more that we can get that into them, you know, the I think the the better foundation we set for our children. And I tell you this is because the um, all these things, they lay up foundation for the future. And a little bit more about this as, as, um, as we go on. I don't want to get too far ahead. Children are the most precious gifts from the Lord, and there is nothing more time-consuming and demanding, but nothing more rewarding as rearing little ones. The first time I saw my granddaughter, it was my son holding her. And just seeing him love on her, it's, it's just such a precious, precious thing. And um, before Sarah had Merritt, there was a there was some not really a difficulty. She was nine pounds thirteen ounces, so she was having a hard time delivering, delivering her, and so she had to have a C section. But um, we walked back there, and I opened the door, and my son was holding my daughter in law's hands and praying with her. I just kind of stepped back and walked out, and I said, "That's a private moment, but to see your son, see." the importance of prayer um, really does your heart good. Um, it's going to be, um, there's, there's tears of joy, many tears of joy, many tears of frustration that you're going to have. Um, frustrations, imagine having... Um, a child just constantly, or I know, not imagine it does happen, ask you why. Well, well, why? Well, why? How many of you have, have gone through that? They just ask you why when you have to give time after time a reason why for something. Um, but that was what the girls did, the twins did when they were young. It was just, it was why this? And then we go to why every year? And it was why and why? And I had, it just drove me batty. And they would get in a lot of trouble. And you look at these things, and I got very angry, but I look back and I said, you know, why I get angry at stuff like this? They don't know any better. Came downstairs one day after taking some clothes upstairs, looked in the kitchen. They had the flour. It was all over the floor. They were covered in it. 
it's just it was it was frustrating but it's what they do uh, we another piece of advice to give you if if you are not one to take your children because you say, oh, it's just too much to do. Go ahead and do it. Go places. We had um, our son played baseball, and he was on a travel team, and the twins were little. Maggie, we'd take the whole family. And this one weekend was in December, and um, my husband couldn't get off as early, so he and um, well, his administrative assistant went with me. She had three children, and uh, we decided to ride up together so we'd have each other if, if something happened. Then our husbands uh, rode up separately that evening. But when we got into the hotel, uh, the, the guy at the desk, he had on a Santa hat, and um, Sarah Cabe and Ellie just, just loved him. He was just talking to them, and we were requesting that we have rooms close together because we didn't know what time our husbands were going to get there, and just to know that somebody was right next door if we needed them, it, it, was, it was nice to have. Um, Saturday night, everybody chose, all the baseball boys decided to come in our room. We had a suite, and they were watching a movie, and I go in, I have these twins that are two years old and they're staying in the back bedroom and then you have this this little um uh, sitting area and then our bedroom was over here and Will said mom do you mind if if we stay in here and watch a movie and I said no I said as long as you lock the door when you when they leave and he said yes ma'am well it, what I thought was four o'clock in the morning we get a phone call and the phone call was from the guy at the front desk and he said ma'am are you the mother of the twin girls? And I said, I sure am. Very proud. He said, well, they're down here in the lobby wanting breakfast. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. My husband jumps out of bed, and I said, no, no, I'll, I'll run down there. I went down there. They had a little blankie that they carried with them everywhere and a little doll. Now, you know how heavy those doors are? in the hotel room. I don't know how they got out, but they used each other. They helped one another, and they got out. They knew that when they woke up in the morning, they came downstairs, and they got breakfast. Well, it's 4 o'clock in the morning, or so I thought. As I'm walking back up the stairs, just totally mortified that my girls were down there, and just knowing that DSS was probably going to be called, because who knows what they thought we were doing in our room, you know. And um, so the, uh, my friend that went up with me early, she's coming out of her room, and she's all dressed up. And I said, what in the world are you doing at 4 o'clock in the morning? And she goes, Bev, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. So I get, get them back, and, and they got in a lot of trouble. And, and the, the, one, of the coach said, one of the coaches said, you know, he said, nobody would want to take twin girls. He said nobody would want them, so you didn't have anything to worry about. But they got, I mean, that's just two stories out of many where they got into a lot of trouble. And uh, we look back and we laugh on it today, but it wasn't too funny at the time. Um, taking shoes off in the car, how many of that happens to you? Oh, it's, it's, and it was two. I'd get one of them on, and then the other one would, they would take their shoes off, and it was just a constant going back and forth, back and forth. But I hate to, I, I would really like to be doing that right now because it's just, you know, you don't get to do that 
many days. Um, sometimes, and I know you're the same way, you fall in bed at night and you just are exhausted and it doesn't take you long to go to sleep. Um, those are the moments that I just cry out to God and I said, Lord, just give me strength to get through the next day. Um, I kept reminding myself that um, he's not going to give me more than I can, than I can handle. And um, with the girls, it's, it's also been a frustration. If you have school-age children, they have, they have a slight learning disability. Um, it's, it's nothing big, but I thought up until their high school, I told my husband, I said, um, when they prepare to go to college, you just might as well pack me up because I'm going to be going with them because I didn't think they could do it. I, you know, I was, they would always just say, Mom, help me with this and help me with that. But they have truly um, grown up and, and are just lovely young ladies who are very diligent at getting their, their work done. Um, Rearing a child brings a range of emotions. Um, we feel the hurts and experience the joys of our children. Uh, we shape, de develop, and control, at least for a time, the personal choices and actions of our children. My son uh, is a very tender-hearted, well, he was a very tender-hearted child, and he still is um, tender-hearted. We took him out of uh, PCA in the seventh grade so that he could be able to play ball at Wanda because at that time there was not a high school here. And uh, we wanted him to have a chance to, to play on the baseball team and um, the football team. And we had heard that if you don't um, get them involved in the middle school sports, then it's hard because it's so competitive. And... Um, Will is a great little, he, he was a great little ball player. He played travel ball, and, and he um, has a, a knowledge uh, for, the, for the game. He now is a, a baseball, he's the JV baseball coach at Wando and is one of the football coaches. And um, the reason he wanted to go into coaching is because um, he didn't like the way people were being treated when, when he was coming up through there. Um, he did not make the JV team. There, there was one year that he would make it, and then the next year he would not. Uh, they said it was his size and he was, he was slow, um, which, you know, that angered me and, and hurt me as it hurt him. And to see your child hurting is very difficult. He was... Um, this one time that I remember that he got cut, he came home and he was just in tears and just did not want to talk, did not want to say, did not want to say anything. Uh, he went to bed without dinner and um, Reg and I both, we just cried because we hurt. You hurt for your children. And um, that morning during my quiet time, I, um, I've got it marked. I asked God just to show me some scripture that I could use to uh, share with Will when he got up because he was having to go to school and he, he was facing all his friends that had made, made the team. And, and you know how difficult um, that can be with, with peers and all. 
But I read this, it, it's um, Isaiah 40, and I'll start with verse 28. It says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, never faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases in strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When he got up that morning, or I think I went up there and got him up a little earlier because I wanted just quiet time with just me and him so I could pray with him and also share with him the scripture. And um, as I was explaining to him, I said, son, I said, I just want you to listen to what God laid on my heart this morning. And as I started reading he was just repeating, I mean, not repeating, he was saying it with me, which shocked me. And, and I said, son, he said, mom, we learned the scripture at PCA. And he said, when I was laying in my bed last night crying, these are the words that God gave me. And he was, that's how he put himself to sleep, was, was reading or quoting the scripture. Um, his varsity, his junior year, he he didn't make the team because he um, had have had to have surgery on his knee. He was used at a, as a manager, and those coaches had told me they said he has got a mind for baseball. And so, you know, we cheered him on, we encouraged him, and finally, his senior year, he made the team. And. He not only made the team, they told him that he may get a chance to bat here and there, but he had a phenomenal senior season. He was um, one of the top hitters in the, in the district. Um, he, he made the newspaper and all this, and I said, oh, thank you, Lord. You know, finally, Will is getting recognized for what he can do. Um, he, um, at the end of the season... They gave out one award they said that was the most important award. They said um, even more important than MVP, and it was called the Diamond Warrior, no, the Ultimate Warrior. And when they called Will's name, it was just like God has blessed him. God, God has used him. And so when he uh, was called to coach and teach at Wando, he said, Mom, this is my opportunity to encourage kids he said, when I see, he's had difficulty in the past couple of weeks. He had to cut some children. He said, Mom, he said, that's the hardest thing in the world. He said, I don't ever want to do that. He said, because these kids, he said, you see their ability, but then you see another child over here and their ability. He said, it is so hard. But he said, I don't want to let any of them down. And he said, a couple of these kids I teach, what do I do? And I said, Lord, I said, you just got to go to the Lord with it and, and just help, ask him to help you make these decisions. And don't just send them off just saying, you're cut, see you in class or whatever. I said, you need to go to them and talk to them and, and explain to them what they need to do to work on to, to make the team. And um, what he has done has... Um, the the parents of these kids have just come up to me. We've been out to dinner with Will, and they'll see him, and they'll come up and talk to him. Are you his mother? I just want to tell you what a blessing he is, how he encourages my child. And it's not only of what I did as a mother 
my husband was very good and still a good good father and encourages him. But I, I looked to <clears throat> Danny Beach, who was his middle school uh, minister, and he did a phenomenal job. And especially in those middle school years, how important it is to make sure your children are going to to uh, middle school group on Sundays and then to T412. Um, it, it makes a, a big uh, difference in their lives. Um, middle school was very difficult for my daughter, and in, in the sense that she, she's not a, she wasn't a bad child, but she was very disrespectful to me, and, and um, my husband would not put up with it. He would not, he absolutely would not put up with her uh, being disrespectful to me, which I, I appreciate, but my heart went out to her when he would punish her. Um, the twins, we have also said that um, thanks to Allison Nash, this woman is absolutely wonderful. She has a huge impact on my twins. Uh, she was their middle school leader. Uh, within the the small groups, and um, they enjoyed it so much that they wanted to be middle school leaders when they got in to be juniors and seniors in high school. I was telling Allison before we began, um, they came to me when they were juniors, and they said, this is what we want to do. And I said, absolutely not. I said, you don't have time. You got to do this. You don't, there's, there's just no way. Juniors and junior, your junior year and senior year is one of the most important years of, of high school, and I just don't think you have the time.